Hello and welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. If you are new to our channel, subscribe, drop this video a like and get involved in the comment section down below. Let's have a like target of a thousand on this episode. Let's go big. Uh, subscribe to us if you are new. This is our match preview. We're going to go in-depth tactical analysis on Arsenal. How do they play, etc.? What do they do well? How can Aston Villa exploit them? We'll do our predicted lineup. And then we'll have a look at all the stats and graphics before we start uh, the game as well. So we'll do score predictions at the end of the episode as well, going into the weekend. But we are absolutely loving life as Villa fans at the minute, aren't we? It's absolutely incredible. Um, I think I spent yesterday watching the game. I watched highlights. I just consumed as much Villa content as I possibly could because... That's what it's there for us all to do, to enjoy. But one man who probably wasn't enjoying it that much and turned his attention straight to this game was Unai Emery and the players. Their focus, their switch will be on how to get three more points at Fortress Villa Park on Saturday. You know, it's another game. Really, really looking forward to it. Really excited. And I think it's one now where... We can believe we can beat anybody because the level of performance was that good and we showed what we are all about and we showed that we're not going to be dictated to on our turf. We are, we're not going to sit back. We're not going to defend. We're not going to soak up pressure. We're going to show what we want to do on our pitch and I just think that from that game on Wednesday, that's one of the, the biggest things that I got out of it is that We'll show you how we play at Villa Park. And, and it was just absolutely incredible. And, and I loved it. And big game. Big game on Saturday. First v third. It's a big game for us. It's a big game for them. And they're, they're going to know that they're in a game because we're just going to bring our levels. And it's going to be a really interesting game to see how, how it pans out. And yeah, they're a great team. They're doing really, really well. Um, I've got a lot of respect for the way that they play, the way that they want to play football. I think they are a really, really good team. I think they've evolved from last season. I think they've learned things from last season that probably made them not win the title. And I think they've looked at things and tried to go down a little bit of a different route with how they play. I think Declan Rice massively, massively helps that. Um, so... Let's get straight into it then. Let's take a look at Arsenal. Let's have a look at what they do, how they play, what they're going to try and do against Villa. Um, and then we'll go from there then. So they set up in a 4-1-2-3 formation. They have two different types of formation that they play and two different systems depending on the level of opposition that they are playing in. So the first one, we're going to go with is the 4-1-2-3. So what does this system do? What does it entail? How do they play? And then we'll go into the second system as well then. So number one, first system, they're all about getting their fullbacks further forward. So fullbacks will go forward, will bomb on. Both of these fullbacks will look to go forward and then they will make up a back two of Saliba and Gabriel. So, to, in essence, fullbacks doing fullback things. Their next threat comes from Martinelli 
and Saka. So Martinelli will want to get down to that byline. Saka will want to cut inside and get onto that left foot and get into that box, into those areas. So these are two players, two wide players. Both want to do different things, but both very direct, very attacking in this system. We also have key roles to Odegaard and Kai Havertz. So their roles are to get forward, but also offer support into that area with Declan Rice as well. So those roles of Havertz and Odegaard are pretty much floaters anyway along there and anyway along there. There's an interchange with Jesus. Jesus will often drop a little bit deeper and it will be Havertz who goes and, and leads the line. But this is in complete rotation. So this isn't just something like he stays there for about five minutes. It's a rotation move. So he will be floating in and around, around those areas as well. For me, the best player in the Premier League at the minute is Declan Rice. Currently in this system... He actively is more of the enforcer. So he will be in and around this area. Yes, there may be times when he gets in, in, in and around these areas. If if they are in this more advanced area, they're camped in more, he, he will be in and around there. And, you know, if they're, if they're camped in and the opposition are defending, then you can expect Rice to be in and around here. But in, in general build-up play, that's where you'll see Rice and the team will look something similar to this. So the first system is more about playing against teams that are they're expected to beat, they're expected to have all the ball, they want ultimate, ultimate width. So the width comes from the fullbacks and the wingers, and then the system will look more like that. The second system that they play, very similar to Manchester City, it's not as if he's sort of, been schooled by somebody at Manchester City, their system will look different. Now, the thing with their second system is Tomiyasu is probably their best player at playing in this system, and he's currently injured. Kivior cannot play in this system for me. So the only player that can play in this system currently for them is Zinchenko, and I don't think Zinchenko plays this system very well. I think he gets exploited and they need someone like Partey. That's why they're looking for this central midfielder. They're now looking at Polina from Fulham. They've got Partey. He looks like he's done and dusted there. Injury at the minute. And then he looks like he wants to leave as well. So because of a lack of personnel, I can't really do this system all of the time. But this system looks more like this. Zinchenko goes into central midfield and makes up a midfield with Declan Rice. And then everybody shifts across and they go with that back three. So the back three of White, Saliba and Gabriel. Tinchenko goes into central midfield. Rice is in there. The front four, five stay the same. But what it does allow is it allows Declan Rice to go into these areas more. He will defend, but he will break through those lines and become more attacking. And this is their system in a nutshell. Two systems. They're both slightly different, slightly the same. But they offer probably this second one a little bit more freedom and flexibility to Declan Rice. So 
that's how they play. Right, we'll go now and have a look at some of the still graphics so I can show you some of the images on how they play. So here you've got the two at the back, and then you've got Declan Rice in central midfield. This was against Manchester City. Off screen, you'll probably see a um, fullback going into that midfield area as well. Second up, this was against Newcastle. Uh, you've got Tommy Asu, he's going into midfield. You've got Declan Rice here. Declan Rice just looking for the ball all of the time. It's important that somebody is in these areas against Declan Rice. Stop Rice. You can kind of stop Arsenal, in my opinion. The second system as well, where you've got a player going into midfield, I think this might be Zinchenko, is that it allows Rice to get into those more attacking areas and gallop forward. He loves a gallop forward, doesn't he, Declan Rice? So that system, you can see him getting further forward. Again, you can see him getting further forward against Arsenal, against City as well in those areas. So I'm just trying to show you all the different ways that he can get forward. An area that I think you can exploit Arsenal are from set pieces. They go with a man-marking system and then they go zonal in that area. So if you can peel away, lose your man and get into those little areas, you should be able to get a header against Arsenal with those standing defenders in that sort of zonal marking area. Another observation when I was scouring TikTok of all places, Odegaard loves that area. The cutback from Martinelli to Odegaard has got to be looked at as well. Another goal, another goal. We've got a, another goal. So Odegaard peeling into those areas has got to be stopped. But also in these areas off screen is where Declan Rice may be lurking. So we've really got to watch out for Declan Rice in those areas as well. Also on the tactical pad, I've noticed that when they take free kicks, you'll notice that they keep doing this little dummy free kick to start with. So they go to take the free kick, defenders drop off, and then they quickly then will go and take that free kick again. So we've really got to just make sure we switched on the line, stay strong for that period when they take that free kick. So let's do our predicted lineup then on, and have a little look at how Aston Villa can beat Arsenal in goal, the world's best. Arsenal fans, the world's best World Cup winning goalkeeper, Emmy Martinez. We are going to go with Consat Pau, and we are then going to go with Diego Carlos, uh, who was absolutely fantastic against Manchester City. So Diego Carlos plays. This game for me, it's all about recovery. Who has recovered and can they then put in that same level as performance that is what they did against Manchester City? Luca Dean, for me, looked like he was blowing at times in that second half. And that's just the level of performance that he put in and the, and the performance that he played. So I would maybe think we might have a Moreno coming in for this game. Contact 1v1 defending. There's probably not many better defenders in the Premier League that can 1v1 defend like Conza can. 
I have no issue with him up against Martinelli. And then Saka, the same. I think Moreno is a really good defender. Has to show him down here and not in this area through here as well. So that would be my back four. I am then going to put Tielemans in the team. He's going to play. He was absolutely fantastic against um, Man City. We have got Leon Bailey in there. He was unreal as well. Just more levels like that, please. We've got Luis and then we've got Kamara in there as well. Um, so I think that sort of double pivot. Shout out to shout out to Mr. Luis as well because he was absolutely fantastic not to get another yellow card to miss either of those games. So I think we will look more like this. So we're going to go with a little bit more like this. By having concert and the three at the back will enable Kamara to be in midfield. And it's just literally all about the press. All about the press from Aston Villa. I do think they will go with uh, Kivior in there as well. So their lineup will look more like that. Um, and you'll have Rice in there. And then it's just, can we do the damage? For me, I really would be looking for us to bully, bully, bully this midfield from Arsenal. This Havertz role here, the Odegaard role here. You know, you've got Louise, you've got Kamara in there, you've got McGinn in there, you've got Tielemans in there. So I really would look to us to get that box midfield working perfectly. Um, and then we know where Aston Villa will want to be exploiting, especially we will want to be having Leon Bailey going into these areas, offering width out here against Kivior. We'll have Watkins, willing runner, you know, dragging defenders, getting McGinn in there. All I've got to say is if we play the exact same way that we did against Manchester City, then we can win this game. It's the same level of performance, the same level as press, the same level of intensity, working those openings, offering that threat again, you know, the same sort of balls from Powell. Powell's got to offer that ball into Tielemans, the ball into Watkins, the ball into Moreno, into Luis as well. Carlos can go long, those long raking balls into there as well. I just think those are the areas that we're going to get, you know, most joy out of as well. And then especially Bailey, go down there and attack that Kivior. Just attack him. Um, so though that would be my team. And that's what I would go with. But more, just more of the same, please. So hopefully you've enjoyed the analysis on Arsenal, on how they play. We'll turn our attention um, to uh the where should we go where should we go where should we go next let's go with the stats then so let's go with the stats and then we'll do um score predictions at the end as well so head to head we have 11 wins for villa 31 for arsenal they've got 14 away wins and we've got six away wins we've got five at home uh currently this season then so three third v first We've got 10 wins. They've got 11. They're conceding less than one a game. We're conceding 1.3. They're scoring 2.2 and we're scoring 2.3. Um, they are, that's our record recently. Absolutely tragic, really. Three losses. 
And then this is the form guide, our form as well. Both teams' form has improved since the loss against Newcastle and the loss for us against Forest. This graphic will show you the style of play on how they like to play. You can see slow and intricate Manchester City, best in the business. You've got Arsenal playing that way as well. And then Villa are still in that graphic on that right-hand side as well. Fast, direct teams. You've got Luton, Everton, West Ham, Forest. And then this graphic shows that where both teams are most comfortable with the ball. Um, so the blue, then that's where they're getting most of their possession. The same for Villa. Contested areas are in the grey. And then where the opposition teams are getting most joy against that team would be in red. So, you know, both teams trying to control games. This is their lineup against Luton. So you can see Kivior was the more attacking lineup. And then you can see the average position. So the average positions, you've got Kivior 15, uh, Gabriel Saliba, Declan Rice as that active holder in there. Uh, ben White, you've got offering width from full, from the fullback, number four. You've got Havertz and Odegaard offering the 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 sort of the number eight. And then you've got that front three. And then when they played against Newcastle, you can see that number 18, Tomiyasu, went into midfield. And then you've got uh, Declan Rice in midfield as well. So this graphic really shows... The different comparisons, the different roles of Declan Rice. So more attacking and then going into central midfield. I mean, if we just talk about Declan Rice for a minute, you know, he's, he's, he's absolutely incredible. An incredible player. Um, he's heat map this season, as you can see. He's just phenomenal. Look at the level, 7.5, 7.8, 7.3, 7.2. You know, he's doing so well. He's covering... Every blade of grass is their clutch player. He's just been absolutely remarkable this season. And, and he's the reason why Arsenal are now, for me, firmly contenders for the title as opposed to last year where it was, you know, they were quite attacking. You could get at them a little bit more. But Declan Rice, currently at the minute, is just in an absolute purple patch for him and he's, he's doing so well. And, and their system changes and... You get different variations of Rice, whether it's more defensive or more expressive. So he's playing really well. And then here you can see the passing network against Luton. Rice in there. You've got the Odegaard ball. You've got Saka in there. You've got uh, Gabriel and Salibra, that network. So a really good network. And then this shows how you can exploit them a little bit. You know, a little bit more direct on the counter. This was, you know, their tactic in a nutshell. Get the ball to Brown and Adebayo, to Doherty. Barkley was fantastic on transition as well, so he played really well. Arsenal's danger creation against Luton was predominantly central. And then you've got the graphic of expected threat of how dominant that was, 5.93. And then you've got the shot map, which is just really good as well, you know, peppering the goal. So... It's going to be a difficult game. It's going to be an interesting game from a Villa's point of view of, can we just do the same again? Same again, please. We can hurt them on the counter. We can exploit them. And I think that's just something that all Villa fans are going to be relishing. Unai Emery up against Arsenal. Would he say he wants to get one over on them? Probably not. Does he deep down? Obviously. And I watch a lot of stuff about Arsenal fans and the Emery hate and, and stuff like this. And 
I think sometimes you have to be understanding of, of what was happening at the time. You know, he was brilliant for Arsenal. Got him to the final. Done really well after Wenger. Maybe wrong manager. And the timing was maybe not right because it was just not going to be right after Wenger. Every, anyone was going to fail after Wenger. It's obvious anyone was going to fail after Wenger. But he's a great manager. He's absolutely fantastic. And he's the third best manager in the league. Pep, Klopp, Emery. No questions asked. No. He's just, that. that's how it goes. That's how it goes. He's a better manager than Arteta. 110% Emery is a better manager than Arteta. Um, so we'll leave that one there. But yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed that bit of a breakdown on, on Arsenal as well and on both teams. Um, so we'll go now and we'll do the score predictions then. Um, so uh, we're going to go with, we'll go Liverpool absolutely flying at the minute. So we're going to go Liverpool 4-0. We will go Brighton at home against Burnley. We'll go 3... We'll go 3-0. Burnley struggling at the minute. Big time. Big time struggling. I don't even rate Wolves and, and, and the, the loss to Wolves. Uh, United against Bournemouth. That'll be an interesting one. That's going to have goals. Uh, I'm going to go 2-2 with that one. Sheffield United against Brentford. They've brought in Wilder, haven't they? But can't see it. Brentford at the minute look like they're on a bit of a surge as well. So we've got 2-1 Brentford. Forest against Wolves. That's gonna be that's gonna be a dull game. That'll be a dull game. 1-1, I'll go. And then Villa Arsenal. Let's go, Villa. Let's go. 15 wins in a row. We're coming 3-2 to Aston Villa. There's going to be goals. 5.30 under the lights. I'm going 3-2. Everton-Chelsea. We'll go 2-1 Everton. We're going to go Fulham against West Ham. We'll go 1-1. We'll go Luton against Man City. I'm sorry. They're going to have an absolute battering after that reaction that's going to be coming their way. And we're going to go 3-1 Spurs. We'll go 3-1 Spurs. Have we got any Monday Monday games? No, we've got a Friday one next week. So there we go. Those are my score predictions. The league table looks like this. Matthew Watts is at the top. 128 points he's got. And I am on 110. So not far behind. Not far behind. Um, so, yeah. Hopefully you've enjoyed all of our content uh, recently. I know a lot of you are liking the tactical elements, etc. And basically, that's your first episode of the day. Um, and then we'll have the opposition preview out later on today as well. So smash the likes, smash the comments, subscribe if you're new. Up the winner.